Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Keith, thank you for joining us. And I'm going to ask you about the Boston Celtics first before my colleagues talk about uh, Team USA basketball and also uh, other free agency news. Today, the, the name Dennis Schroeder was linked to your uh, the organization that you cover. I saw some tweets out there that um, that you put out regarding this matter. How do you feel about the possible addition of Dennis Schroeder? Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that idea for the Celtics. Now, if it was a minimum contract or for a you know very small amount, for one year, not the end of the world. But the challenge with Dennis Schroeder is he wants more money than that, and he wants longer term than just one year. So that that's part of the issue for the Celtics. That would take up quite a bit of their flexibility moving forward. Uh, the, the other issue that I have with it is this is a guy who's coming off a year where he feels – uh, slighted. He he turned down four years, eighty-four million. He didn't. He doesn't have anything resembling those offers in free agency. And how do you feel he's going to come in in a one-year contract year? He's going to be looking to prove uh, that he has it. And Dennis Schroeder's not the kind of guy who does it in the way some of the others do. He's going to be gunning for numbers. And I think that's just a messy fit for this Celtics team where they're at right now. Keith, a little less than a half hour before a tip-off between Team USA and France for that gold medal game. Uh, do you think that Team USA will be wearing that hardware around their necks? And do you think uh, Kevin Durant will continue to ball out for this team? I do on both accounts. I think you're going to see uh, Kevin Durant knows that this is his team. And I think what Greg Popovich has done since that loss to France is he's really taken the approach of, you know what, you can't worry about guys having hurt feelings now. It's about winning. And in previous iterations of, of Team USA, there's been times when they've kind of showed up and won by 40 just by being there. So everybody was going to play, and you made sure everybody got their time and everybody was having a good time. This time around, it's, it's tougher. These teams have gotten better. It's more of a challenge. So I think what you're seeing Pop do really over the last uh, few games here is he has said, you know what? Some guys might not play. They might not play at all, or they might not play very much. I'm going to figure out who has it tonight, and I'm going to go with them. And I think that's the difference between when they played France the first time around, and I think that's going to make all the difference in getting them the win and bringing the goals home. Keith, uh, in your opinion, who was the biggest winner in free agency, which team, and then which team was the biggest loser? You know, Who do you think overpaid maybe? Yeah, I think the Chicago Bulls are right up there for for the winners. I think they did quite well. There you go, uh, Ryan. Really trying to remit. What's that? That's Ryan's uh, Chicago team. He's all over the Bulls. He hates the uh, DeRozan price tag, but other than that, he's all over Chicago. Yeah, I mean, I love DeRozan. Eighty-five mil. Woo. But yeah, I I mean, whatever, man. Big number, but. But you know what? It's it's one of those things where if you win enough, you're not even going to really care. Exactly. And I think they've kind of finally put themselves back in a position where where they they can start to really turn this thing around. I think. Uh, oddly enough, we all, all they really did was resign their guys. But I think the Phoenix Suns are winners too because mm-hmm. rather than revert uh, going back to form of kind of getting cheap when when guys get expensive they reverse course and said you know what we're sticking with it we're we're gonna we're gonna resign chris paul we're gonna resign campaign we're gonna you know really do what we got to do to try to push this thing uh forward and stay in the mix and, and i think that's absolutely huge for them on the flip side 
I don't really like a lot of what the San Antonio Spurs have done. Uh, a couple weird signings that, that they've made. See Maud and I think Boston has kind of gone at best sideways, and then they might have taken a step back w- w- with the team. But I think it's one of those for them where it was a step back to take a step forward down the line. So I kind of get where they're coming from. Keith, um, I can't go this long without talking about the Los Angeles Lakers. Right now, they're plus 900 uh, to win the NBA Finals, the NBA Championship. What did you think about their acquisitions, um, you know, bringing in Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis and Malik Monk and Trevor Reza and Carmelo and pretty much every player in the NBA that's over 30-something years old, even though I love the addition of Malik Monk and Kendrick Nunn, especially for that second unit. What do you think about that um, combination of players that they have right now in L.A.? And also on the flip side, of course, they cover the Wizards. What do you think about what the Wizards were able to do with uh, acquiring Spencer Dinwiddie and a host of other um, um, options and, and players in that same trade? Yeah, I think on the Lakers side, I think it's going to be interesting to see how that all comes together. I think they're in a good place for the regular season. I think with guys like um, Westbrook, James, and Davis, the over-under of games played by all three of them in the regular season has got to be somewhere around 40, where we're all three are in the same game. I can't imagine we're going to see them all play very much. They're going to rest them liberally. They're going to get to a point where – all right, you know, oh, your ankle's a little sore. All right, sit out because they right. know they're playing for the playoffs. But I think having two of the three is really good in the regular season. They added enough depth to get by, so they should be really solid. Everybody's you know, kind of laughing at their moves, but they're all minimum signings for the most part. So if one of them doesn't work out, you just wave the guy and you move on to the next one. And it's not the end of the world. So that part I think is good. It's when they get to the playoffs is where it might get a little messy. And we, we've seen what teams do to Russell Westbrook in the postseason for several years running now. They, they basically treat him like Ben Simmons and, and say, hey, all right, you want to shoot a whole bunch of jump shots? Go ahead. So there, there's going to need, need to be some work done there. So very curious to see what happens on the Wizards' side. I like a lot of what they did. The rosters still need some work. I think they're a little heavy up front now. They've got a lot of guys who are really kind of natural fours without the ability to slide up and play the five or slide down and play the three. But that stuff you can kind of figure out. But but I, I think they've done a pretty good job. Now, is it enough to make Bradley Beal say, hey, we're title contenders and stay? I don't think so. But I think you're at least getting closer. You're setting the, setting the stage to keep that thing or get that thing moving forward. Uh, Keith, I asked you about winners and losers in free agency. I want to ask you a little bit about the NBA draft because I feel like the biggest winners of the draft, I mean, besides the Detroit Pistons, just because they get the most complete player in Cade Cunningham. I love what the Magic were able to do, though. I love Jalen Suggs. I think his ceiling is so high, and I think that the Magic are heading in the right direction. Then again, I say that like every four years. Yeah, I know, I, and I know <laughs> what you mean. I, and this is my adopted hometown, and I'm pretty close to that organization that's where where I spent most of my time covering games and and I can tell you they are beyond thrilled with getting Jalen Suggs and Franz Wagner in the draft they 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 couldn't be more excited they they weren't expecting to get Jalen Suggs and when the Raptors kind of came out of nowhere to take Scotty Barnes and and that's a good pick you know Scotty Barnes I think is going to be a very very good player Uh, but Jalen Suggs dropping the Magic that was kind of the draft luck that this team has been looking for for years and just hasn't gotten it's been you know a long time that you know if it was a 
four-player draft, the Magic had the fifth pick. If it was a five-player draft, they had the sixth pick. And and this year, it looked like it was a four-player draft, and they had the fifth pick. And this time around, though, that fourth player slipped to them. So they, they are super excited. They've got a very, very young team. They added a uh, you know, super Disney fan, Robin Lopez, uh, to, to the roster as well. So <laughs> that should be fun. But, yeah, it, it's going to be a good time here in Orlando watching this young group grow together. And uh, back to Cade Cunningham, the first overall draft pick for the Detroit Pistons there. Is this someone who can really make the team that much better? Or do you think it's going to take a couple years of development into the league? And do you think he can? Because they are, for the past few years, have been on the bubble, either making their playoffs, you know, making it through the first round, or just kind of falling flat. Do you think he's someone that can take them into second, third round? Uh, not for a while. It's it's going to take a little bit, and that's not because of Cade Cunningham. I think he's good enough to get there. I just don't know about the rest of the guys on that roster yet. They had drafted three kids in the first round last season, who all looked pretty good, and you know, but they're going to need time. It's going to take time for Killian Hayes, Sadiq Bay, and Isaiah Stewart to all figure that out and, and move move forward. So we'll we'll see what happens ultimately, you know, with them, um, you know, how they get there. But Cade Cunningham to me was a no brainer number one pick he's one of the best all-around players that I can remember watching in a number of years he doesn't have that surefire I know he's going to be a star like Zion Williamson Anthony Davis but he's not far away and if he develops the way we think he's going to he's they're going to be very very good probably quicker than most people think but contention status that's probably a couple years away Keith, we have about 45 seconds remaining. Really quick, way too early NBA Finals prediction and also winner. Uh, right now at BetMGM, um, the, the number one, the favorite right now is the Nets-Lakers at plus 375 odds. Do you have a pick outside of the, the Nets-Lakers or um, are you riding with the, the chalkiness of that matchup? No, I would still lean towards the Bucs. Uh, you know, in, in the West, uh, I guess I'll go Lakers because they don't have a real good handle on the Western Conference. But I'll go with the Bucs in the East. They beat the Nets last year. I don't have a lot of faith that the Nets will stay healthy. They, they've got yeah. the, Their main guys have some injury issues. And the other thing is the Nets have done nothing to answer their Giannis problem. They don't, they don't have an answer for him in, in a postseason series. So uh, I'll still stick with the box. So I think they've done a good job filling out their bench, uh, you know, despite some real challenges with, with uh, resources to do so. But, yeah, overall, I, I'll, I'll go with Milwaukee. But, you know, if Brooklyn gets there, that won't surprise me at all. Keith, thanks so much for giving us some time on a Friday night, man. That's Keith Smith. You can find him on Twitter, Keith Smith MBA contributor over at Spot Track. Thanks, man. Have a good weekend. Thank you, Keith. Thank, Thank you. you for having me.